Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Oh, mercy! Five, four, three, two, one. Baseball offseason continues, and so does the Mass and All Access podcast. Bobby Blanco and Paul Mancano back at you talking about some Nationals moves made today on Monday, Monday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, Paul, we wrapped up our offseason position-by-position evaluation, so now hasn't been too much news but since then, but today we get word that the Nationals are going after a familiar face in catcher Kurt Suzuki. The 35-year-old signed a two-year deal, $10 million from reports, $4 million in 2019, $6 million in 2020, first reported by Mark Feinstein of MLB.com. Ken Rosenthal got the money mm-hmm. on that one. Uh, we mentioned him very briefly when we went through the position-by-position position evaluations. I didn't think they were going to go after Neither did him I. because he's 35 years old, but there are a lot of positives about the guy uh, he's apparently very well-liked, uh, very well-respected in the game and by this organization. Uh, he was only in Washington for half a season and then half a season. He went from the A's to the Nats to the A's in 2012 and 13. A weird situation there where they were contending in 2012 and then not contending in 2013. Yep. Um, but very well-respected, did pretty well in Atlanta. Brings, uh, I think, more than the ta- to the table than we first uh, anticipated. Yeah, maybe kind of overlooked him. Yeah, um, that's on bus. Yeah, our bad. Yeah, well, us, but because <laughs> we were also still thinking that the Nationals would go make a big splash. Yeah, we thought Grandal. Yeah, honestly. and or, or uh, JT Romuto. He's yeah. been mentioned a lot. Um, yeah, we figured the whole long. All right, there are take Bryce Harper out of the equation this offseason. There are three positions they desperately need to fill, and 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 with a big name, second baseman, catcher, and another starting pitcher. So this takes one out of the equation. They've yep. filled their at least backup catcher role. I can't imagine they're going to sign Kurt Suzuki to $10 million for two years and then go get a guy like Yasmani Grandal. Yep. Um, so that kind of solidifies this. Now, is Kurt Suzuki your starter on opening day, or is he going to be platooned with somebody else? Remains to be seen. Well, yep. There's still obviously a lot of time between now and when pitchers and catchers report. But uh, I like the move. I mean, think about it from a money standpoint. $10 million over two years, you just gave Matt Wieters $21 million yeah. over two years, and Kurt Suzuki's had better seasons in 2017 and 18 than uh, Matt Wieters did. Yeah. Suzuki hit 271 uh, with 12 homers and 50 RBIs in uh, five, 105 games with the Braves last mm-hmm. season, um, 31 homers and 100 RBIs over two seasons with the Braves, productive at the plate, yep. like you said, respected in the clubhouse. Uh, pitchers like throwing to him too. He has obviously caught – likes of Steven Strasburg before. Um, so, you know, good I'm at pitch sh- framing too. Good at pitch framing. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a good move, I think, to, and kind of no real risk. I mean, if anything, yeah, you improve the catching position with this signing. Yeah. To me, it looks like a deal that they signed. They were looking at last year. I don't know how, but I think Rizzo is very good at getting these, these kind of deals, whether it's because they're older um, but it it looks kind of like the deal they signed with like a guy like Brandon Kinsler last year, where it's mm-hmm. like a little quick two year deal, not a whole lot of money you're tying up. Uh, you're not committing to him for very long. I know he's older, so he's got some mileage on him. But uh, to me, that that Weeders deal was a 
I think a, an overpay for what he was. Um, oh well, yeah, easy to look back on it now. Yeah, I think at yeah. the time everyone's like, "Yeah, I'll, 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 this works out." Right. I, yeah, but it, it obviously didn't turn out yeah. the way they wanted to. He, he did have several All Star appearances, which you know Suzuki is not. Suzuki has been productive, but he has never had great seasons. I don't think. Yeah. Um, when he w- was with the Nats for that half year, half year, he played in 122 games, hit just 239 with eight homers and 50 RBIs. Look, that's that's not when you you sign a catcher. I mean, you're not really looking at, yeah, yeah. Obviously, offensive numbers matter, but um, I think your primary thing, especially with a Nats lineup that is expected to be loaded with or without Bryce Harper, your primary job is staying healthy and uh, getting along with the pitchers and doing a good job pitch framing, doing good job behind the plate. What you bring to the plate uh, as a batter is great, but I think that. The most important thing is staying healthy and doing a good job behind the plate. Yeah, basically what you're saying is if you can get good offense, that's just a surplus. Yeah. That's just an that's extra just a, bonus it, because yeah, what you want is good comp, uh, good communication with the pitchers, mm. good repertoire, and also being able to defend the plate too. Yeah. And, and and we saw previous catchers weren't able to do that to a high level. Yeah. Kurt Suzuki comes with a good track record of doing that. Uh, but you mentioned offense numbers are maybe a bonus, but take this in mind, Paul. The Nationals ranked last in the National League, 29th in all of baseball mm. in batting average for catchers in 2017, which was just 208. They were 12th in the National League this past season. And like I mentioned earlier, 31 home runs, 100 RBIs for Kurt Suzuki over the last two seasons in Atlanta. Yeah. Matt Wieters, Pedro Severino, Spencer Keeboom, and Jose Lobatone, those four guys over the last two seasons combined for 26 homers and 124 RBIs. So he out-homered them yep. and almost had as many RBIs as four players combined over the past two seasons. And now you're going to pay half of what you were paying uh, Matt Wieters over the past two years for a guy. And also, I, think about it this way, the, the, not just the money, but the, the, the length of the contract. Two years, right? Two mm-hmm. years, so 2019-2020. Is this kind of a bridge for uh, Mike Rizzo in terms of setting him right. up to maybe Spencer Keeboom being the full-time catcher mm-hmm. coming into 2021? Or who knows what happens to Pedro Severino down the line? Rowdy, Rowdy Reed. Reed. I know you're high on him. Yep. Um, is this kind of a guy, you know, did they think we, we like our prospects? Yeah. They're obviously not there right now. We just need a bridge, someone who can help them along the way yeah. at, a, at a reasonable cost. And also still be productive when they're playing until they get to that point. It is interesting to me. I, if they had one clear guy in the system that uh, they you know just wasn't there was like nineteen, and they had a, a young catcher that they were waiting to bring up, uh, I, I m- might say yes. To me, I think he's more buying time than bridging to somebody. Okay. Um, I think. Uh, they're not as wild about their options right now. And I don't know if they will be in two years because I don't know of these guys. I mean, Keeboom's 27. So how much is he really going to develop? Severino is 25, but he he hit uh, around 200 last year. Yeah. And uh, to me, Rowdy Reed is, yeah, he's 25, but he's he's never played a game above double A. Yeah. Uh, So he's, you know, he has, is very inexperienced. Yes, I think they could be bridging to somebody if one of those guys turns out. Maybe one of the guys platoons with Kurt Suzuki this year. Maybe a guy gets, I don't know, 40, 50 games because, you know, catcher is a difficult position. Yep. And he's, Suzuki's 35. Maybe Keeboom comes out. Maybe uh, Reed comes out and shows something. And they say, okay. So that in two years, they're like, 
We're confident letting Suzuki walk at 37. We don't need to sign anybody. This guy's our guy of the future. So he's buying time, I think, to see what options he has. This could be a, a kind of a, if he if he platoons with Suzuki, this could be kind of a tryout year for Spencer Keyboom right. and, um, and to grab that full time catching position. Um, like I said, 105 games last year in Atlanta. I would be shocked if Kurt Suzuki caught 105, 100 games this season yeah. in D.C. That's just a lot of games, especially at his age. He yeah. just turned 35. So, uh, I mean, a lot of wear and tear on a catcher, obviously. It's, it's, it's incredible how the numbers he did put up this season at, yeah. um, for what he's done. But He was a revelation for them. This yeah, yeah, and um, he actually did well against the Nationals, too. So the Nationals know – not just what he can do for your team, but against your team because they've seen both sides of Suzuki over the years. Um, let's also talk about where do you go from here? Yeah. So this kind of fill, like I said, this kind of fills a, a need. Mm-hmm. Whether you go out and get someone else or you're just kind of happy with what you have remains to be determined. But right. all right, now where do you attack? Like I said, three main areas of need. Catcher, second base, starting pitcher. Do you now go after a... a full-time all-star caliber second baseman or starting pitcher i'm glad you brought that up because we last talked when we went position by position and we identified second base not only as a spot of need but as a spot we thought they were going to address in terms of signing a veteran or signing somebody out there whether it was making a splash and trying to get a dj lemayhu or finding at least somebody who's older veteran who's productive mike rizzo since then has basically said and whether he's hedging his bets or not uh, is unclear, but he basically said we kind of like what we have here. Whether it's because remember, he's relying on Howie Kendrick to come back healthy, and he's relying on Wilmer Defoe to be a solid backup. And then in the system, they got Carter Keyboom, yeah. which is Spencer's brother, right. uh, who is 21 years old and is primarily a shortstop, but they've been trying him out at second base. So, uh, Maybe, I mean, we thought that they would go after a second baseman. We thought they needed to. Maybe they've seen enough from Carter Keboom that they think this guy can come up to the big leagues soon, whether, you know, mid-season yeah. uh, or next season. Maybe they can get through Howie Kendrick with a full season. Yeah. Uh, maybe they like what they see in him, and they're not going to fully address second base, and they're not going to go out and make a splash for second base. So then starting pitcher then? Is yeah. going to be? I mean, you, I don't think the Nationals can move, especially looking at the rest of the division. I don't think they can move forward with this current roster and with their yeah. current pool of prospects and hope to get right back in the mix next oh, agreed. year. Agreed. Um, so they need to not make. How many teams can do that? Right. And the now. Nationals, yeah. right, exactly. And the Nationals, you know, are not shy in spending money and making a big move in the off season. We've seen it in the past. So I, we expected them to do one. I think that's a fair argument. I think that's yeah. that's a good idea of you know, hey. Carter Keeman's been playing in the Arizona Fall League at second base. He's our, he's our second baseman for the future. Right. Give him a couple more years. Again, only 21. Young guy has a bright future ahead of him. If, if we can get by with Howie Kendrick and Wilmer Defoe kind of platooning the second baseman until yeah. he's ready to come up, keep him, that is, then, yeah, let's go spend that money elsewhere, Right. i.e. Bryce Harper, i.e. starting pitcher. Yeah. Um, so interesting. Also, you know, an, another Rizzo move in terms of just – it's early in the offseason, and yep. we're filling needs. We already saw him address the bullpen, and now he's getting a c- c- yep. catcher. So, he, you know, no time wasted. We're not. We're still two weeks away from the winter meetings, and yep. he's already filled two of the five needs that we said they needed to address this offseason. And starting pitching is definitely a big hole, but if you look at what they've done with those do- deals, with training for Kyle Baraclaw, 
uh, signing Kurt Suzuki and signing uh, Trevor Rosenthal, mm-hmm. they didn't allocate a whole lot of money combined yeah. to yeah. these guys. They probably allocated for next year, what, roughly $10 million? Collectively, probably. Yeah, which is, uh, now, you know, we'll see how m- well these guys fill the holes, but in theory, you've addressed several needs yep. uh, already, and you haven't committed that much money. Yeah. So it's clear that they're, you know, they're not, they're not making a move. They're not going to go out and sign Yaz- Yasmani Grandal. I don't think they'll go out and sign DJ LeMayhew right. before the Bryce Harper situation is resolved. Because right now they haven't taken these moves. They made moves to address these needs, and they haven't taken themselves out of the Bryce Harper running. You know, if they, if they had already committed $30 million to a pitcher and $25 million to a second baseman— then you might be saying, geez, Louise, then now they're also going to spend $300, $400 million on Bryce Harper. Yep. So um, I think that, that that is also a clear sign that, uh, you know, they're, they're not afraid to work the edges, too, to try to get, to try to fill these needs. And they're not, they're not ready to give up on Bryce Harper. And they're not just sitting around waiting for him, either. Yeah. They're not going to, you know, that was kind of a fear, I guess, in the, across the fan base. It's like, all right, well... Let's see what Bryce Harper does, and then we have to fill a dresser, and then see where we're at in a financial standpoint, and then go fill our needs. At that point, it might be too late. So, yep, let's. We have his opportunity to go get Bear Claw, to go get Trevor Rosenthal, now Kurt Suzuki. Um, let's put an asterisk next to the bullpen, maybe because both of those guys are a righty, yeah, so they true. need to add a lefty uh, to go along with um, Sean Doolittle. But yeah, he's not waiting around. Again, it's November nineteenth. And he's made three significant moves this offseason to to add to the roster that they needed to address. And just checking things off, if yeah. we had reached winter meetings or even 2019 and these one or two of these guys hadn't been here yet, you might get a little concerned because yeah. they're just waiting around and you're waiting for Bryce Harper to make a big splash. But you have other places. That we've said all along, Bryce Harper isn't the only person on this yep. team that can help. I mean, there's other areas they need to address. So I give kudos to Mike Rizzo not waiting around seeing the opportunity to get these guys, bring them in, and hopefully they can uh, pay dividends and, and, and help the club in 2019. Signing Kurt Suzuki wasn't the only move that the Nats made today as well. They added somebody to their 40-man roster in order to protect him from the Rule 5 draft. James Bork, we don't even know exactly how to pronounce his name. I'm going to go Borke. Borke? Borke. And we might say, why Borke, Borke? <laughs> to protect him from the 40-man roster. Classic. To protect him on the 40-man roster from the Rule 5 draft. Yep, tell me about him. Well, he's uh, only he pitched between uh, Single A uh, Potomac and Double A Harrisburg this year. He made the transition, the full transition this year, to from starter to reliever. So he's been a reliever. Can uh, in 41 games between the two, he posted a 170 ERA, went four and two. He's only 25 years old, righty-hander. So he's young. He's he's proving that he he's climbing the ladder through the ranks, which is which is good to see. Um, and um, 25 is a little bit older for Double A, I will say. Okay, but he's not. Yeah, he's not he's on the not other side of twenty five. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, he's a guy. He's a guy that could be ready to be brought up. Yeah, you know, straight sure. from Double A. Yeah, that's that's a good age. Um, nine strikeouts per nine innings. He led the, he led all uh, Nationals minor leaguers in that, and only five point oh nine hits mm-hmm. per inning, um, which was in, per, per nine innings. Excuse me, which is also impressive. And and third in all of the system in his uh, ERA that was at one point seven. Uh, so, out of Michigan, first round draft pick from twenty fourteen. Um, you know, he's a guy that teams would have targeted in the Rule 5 draft. Yeah. He was eligible, so protect him now. The deadline is Tuesday the 20th before Thanksgiving. Um, Mike Rizzo is 
Interesting that another right guy who could be, we might see in 2019 come out for the bullpen, but another right-hander, again, just signifies the need to go get a lefty. Definitely does. So I think it was just kind of a, a no-brainer type move, um, protecting him. Yeah, and protect him, and now the 40-man only has 36 guys. You're still, you, I mean, who, I think that's the only move they were expected to make in terms yeah. of protecting players. Um, so now you still have four. Sp- uh, Kurt Suzuki is going to take another spot mm-hmm. once that becomes official. He passes his physical. Hopefully, the announcement comes Tuesday. So then that means you have three more spots for possible free agent signings or yeah. moving anyone else up on the forty man. Uh, they have room to work with, um, and just typical offseason house cleaning business. Yeah, and yeah, I think it's to note that Mike Rizzo has probably done the most of any gen- GM right now. I mean, so far. Obviously, we're That's in our great. little mass and bubble covering the Orioles and the Nationals, but yeah. I haven't heard too much from any other teams. Yeah, team. uh, any moves like this? Yeah. I mean, Kurt Suzuki has to be right now the biggest free agent signing this offseason. I saw the Red Sox re-sign Steve Pierce. They did. So that's maybe one. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been a quiet offseason. It's still early, obviously, but right. Mike Rizzo definitely being more active than most GMs. Yeah. The- this is it's only November nineteenth. We are still several days from Thanksgiving, and he's already addressed a couple of needs. So he is jumping right in there. Uh, that's just about all we got. Yeah, I mean, not Till too much. Bryce just, Harper announces where he's going. Right, <laughs> couple just quick hits on the Mass and All Access podcast. We're trying to keep you updated throughout the uh, off season. Every time the Nationals make any sort of news, we'll be right here to give you our thoughts. And we hope you you give us yours at Bobby underscore Blanco on Twitter at Paul Mancano for Paul. Uh, Mass and Nationals across all platforms. Comment along, like, subscribe, spread the word. Uh, Mass and Access podcast can be found on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Uh, give us a subscription and uh, I'll hit that like button and let us know what you think.